Go ahead, Ray. You! You worthless piece of slime! You ignorant, disgusting clown! Nothing but an unstable short chain molecule! It's the stuff. It's like pure concentrated evil. It's all flowing right to this spot. Material devolution has begun. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We're here in the middle of the week in sunny San Diego. It's a pleasure to be with you as always. How you doing this week, Mr. Walter? I'm doing excellent. Had a little run before I got here. Feeling good. Ready to uh, dig into this news story. Uh, got a lot of different facets to it. I know Devin's really pumped up. We've been knocking it around for the last couple of days and uh, just ready to share it with uh, everybody, share it with the world tonight. <laughs> yeah, I haven't put that much prep into it, but I'm glad your endorphins are pumping. Mine are pumping too. It's definitely a fun story, not maybe a fun topic, but uh, it's fun to discuss and that I think there's a lot of different angles to it that uh, aren't really being explored in the mainstream. So the story we want to talk about this week uh, is something that it's actually not the first time it's happened, but it seems to just be more prevalent in the news. The story of uh, a lion called Cecil in Africa who was killed by an American dentist named Walt Palmer. Walt Palmer is a big game trophy hunter, dentist from the Midwest, and he paid tens of thousands of dollars to travel to Africa and kill a lion. He paid permits and hired a guide, apparently, and the word is that the guides lured Cecil away from the national park that he was a part of. You can't hunt on national parks. And he was lured away. Uh, it's a national park in Zimbabwe. Uh, they lured him outside the grounds, and apparently he got shot by a crossbow or something like that. And then they tracked him, cut his head off, skinned him, and left him to rot, essentially. Yeah, but it didn't even kill him the first time. It, it was like a day and a half later. Yeah, they, well, they hit him with a crossbow and he took off and they tracked him. And they tracked him and obviously killed him with a gun or something. Yeah, but the don't hunters, like, take pride in killing things, like, with a good shot? Like, isn't that part of the hunt? Yeah, well, you just, the guy's a bow and arrow hunter, apparently, and it's really difficult to get a kill shot on something like a lion with a crossbow, bow and arrow, whatever. Anyways, that's not really why it's a big story. Let's be real. Every single day, big game hunts go on all the time. Or somebody that's not big game hunting, they just kill a lion. It's never heard of. The reason this got popular in the news was he had the gall to take an Instagram picture where he, or something like that, put a picture up on Facebook of him with the dead lion smiling, and the lion was illegally killed. It was poached. Yeah, that's the messed up part. That's, that's the really messed up part, is the, the poaching aspect and the... Uh, well, I mean, Not just the poaching aspect. You know, his, his angle is, is that, hey, I paid these guys there. He took me to the hunt, and I relied on them to make things legal. That's Walter's side of the story. That's oh, of I'm course, saying. of course. And, I mean, there's some uh, stuff in his backstory that says he might not be the most reliable character for this sort of thing before. Uh, but it wasn't just that aspect where, you know, he was... Poached. Poaching is a big aspect of the story, and I think that's really the 800-pound gorilla in the, in the room where if it wasn't a poached lion, people would be pissed like they were before. You know, I was going to reference some other stories. You know, there was uh, Ricky Gervais months back. He slammed uh, hunter Rebecca Francis for her smiling photo with a dead giraffe, and that had, like, sent the internet ablaze for well, a while. I have a, I have a thing about that, honestly. I mean, how hard is it to stalk a giraffe, man? I mean, like, <laughs> who kills it's a huge, giraffe? man. Like, you're walking and you're like, 
Giraffes are like the nicest creatures ever. Uh, you could have like your little kid like feed a giraffe, you know what I mean, and the giraffe would be like. It's kind of like that like monster blue tongue. It's like twenty four inches long or something. Yeah, it's it's, it's an herbivore and it's very non threatening. She had a great story about it being like a mercy kill to provide a, a village with meat or something. I don't know. You never. It, these are just stories. How much do we really know How about them being real? How much did she pay to kill that thing? I have no idea. I, I don't know. Because I heard they top out at like seventy grand for like one of these licenses. It's big business and. Uh, she was one of the stories that was months back, and before her, there was another one, uh, Kendall Jones, who was a Texas cheerleader, notorious for being a big game hunter, and was once called the most hated person on the internet, because there was nothing but pictures of this pretty blonde girl with, like, tons of pictures of her and dead animals, just like, oh smiling, God. looking like, you know, the American cheerleader just killed a, a leopard, and she's, like, cuddling with it. So she set the internet in place. The, what these all really have co in common, though, is the uh, the big game hunting aspect. Uh -huh. People who are like, you know, it's not enough to just kill a deer or an right. elk or a rabbit or, or a duck rabbits. or something that's, like, part of a major prevalent population. But we need to, like, go after these, like, old-school majestic creatures to be like, you know, I can kill anything, right? Like a lion, a, a rhinoceros, a, uh, a tiger, a panther. You know, there's like the big five they call it, right? Yeah. Wow. Well, so so there was a lot of different aspects. Oh man, it's something. What, what do you honestly believe about that? I mean, are you, are, are you okay with that? With big game hunting? With killing, with killing like cats, like I, I mean, because I I saw a statistic while we were doing this, and it said that. You know, lions are uh, there's only twenty thousand lions in the world right now, and that's down from half a million in the mid twentieth uh, century. And so, killing one lion is like killing four hundred thousand people. That's the equivalent, like when you like match them up. You know, as far as the population on Earth, if you're matching human population up to uh, the lion population, if you kill one lion, it's like killing four hundred thousand people. Yeah, I mean, it it, it it's. Impact. Like, if you want to give me just a moment to broach the floor, so to speak, I'll, I'll lay out my thoughts on it. And uh, it's weird for big game hunting because, I mean, it's weird for hunting in general almost. Do you eat a lion? I mean, I don't know. I'm no. asking honestly. Well, that, that, does you, do, do people eat lions? Do, I mean, do I mean even you could? Like, I, I guess you could. I mean, isn't it like a top predator in that area? So I don't know if it's an ideal animal to like you know cultivate for for meat. Tough. A little tough. It tastes like chicken, but it's a little tough. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, that's ultimately where I'd lead. You know, if you ask me about hunting, it's like... And I didn't mean to put you on a spot about, like, do you are you okay with killing big cats? But, I mean, that's, that's, no, no, that, put, that is the put, real core, put, right? Put, put me on the spot, and I'll, I'll answer that question right now. And here's my train of thinking on it, is that I start from the aspect of, you know, it's always best to not cause unnecessary harm to any living creature unless absolutely necessary. You could make the argument that lots of mainstream hunting... It is some sort of necessity. We're not herbivores, we're omnivores. That being said, we could cultivate food production in a way right now where we wouldn't need meat at all. So that is a theoretical possibility. But if you look like you said at a cat or a rhinoceros, there's no applicable, applicable reasoning behind killing it outside of some like ornamental value or pride or trophy sense. There's no practical application of why you're killing it. You can't really explain it in any other way outside of stroking the ego or the id. In right. some way. To hang it up on your wall, right? I mean, honestly. Create the world's ugliest trophy case or, or keychain, whatever you want to do with the shit. I don't yeah. know. 
Yeah. So. I mean, I'm all, I mean, whitetail and deer. I mean, we've also killed off the wolves and the coyotes and stuff enough to, that we have to thin out that population in certain areas of the United States. And I'm, I'm okay with that, getting tags and doing it legally. I mean, this was illegal and it makes a, a whole, I mean, it adds a whole nother layer of just ridiculousness to the entire thing. I mean, I, I read, there was tons of blowback, obviously, because most things you'll read about this, the media kind of pervaded as Cecil as being this beloved lion, you know, everybody, he was a national, hug it? He was a national, exactly, he'll bite your face off, he doesn't love you, let me tell you that. He's this national icon of Zimbabwe. don't kill something with a name, bad idea. And that was like really the media push though, when I, whenever I looked anywhere and saw the news was, the news over here was that, you know, by, like, it wasn't just any lion they poached. It was Cecil, the beloved Zimbabwe, you know, lions. The streets of the neighborhoods. And, I, and, and somebody shared something. I saw, this was a post somebody from Zimbabwe put on Facebook. And I thought it was interesting. And the person said, as a Zimbabwean, number one, I had no idea there was a Cecil. And I'm not alone there. <laughs> number two, I actually don't care about Cecil. Number three, I care that our systems continue to be exploited by people like that Minnesota man. Number four, I care that if a black man had shot that lion, he would be a poacher, but that Minnesota man is a hunter. So when I hear that he was the most loved lion in Zimbabwe, I want to know by who, when, huh? None of the people rallying for a lion they didn't know have shown their public concern and care for Zimbabweans, because a lion, as you must know, is much more valuable than black lives. Attila Anna. Damn, did it have the hashtag Black Lives Matter? No, it didn't. But, you know, that was really kind of like the, the underlines but from a lot of people. you've been saying to me since the beginning. I mean, since we started this conversation, that was your, your angle was saying, hey, why are we all up in arms about this now? Yeah, you know, I mean, big game trophy hunting is going to be continuing no matter what we do about it right now. It's a huge business. It's a growing business. It's actually providing a lot of economic incentive to sub-Saharan Africa. I mean, I think I read that there's 23 different sub-Saharan African nations, and they generate over $200 million a year annually and attract over 8,000 clients annually as well. That's big business. It's growing, and that money gets thrown back into the economy. It gets thrown back to the people Yeah, but in Africa. It, on our side, it's really only benefiting the most rich, obtuse assholes. So it's kind of twisted because... You've basically got these people in love with trophy hunting, which is kind of a very dark aspect of human behavior to want to, you know, kill and parade around a trophy of something well, that was murdered. Well, you said this guy did something, like, a little off-color before, right? Yeah, you know, if uh, if you give me a second, I'll, I'll pull it up for you, but uh, he definitely had a, 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 something before I read where, I don't know if it was a conviction but I think he paid a fine before for also killing something that he wasn't supposed to. Huh. Yeah. Well, you know, you were talking about the economics of, of trophy hunting and the licenses. And, you know, I said $70,000 was like the high-end license. This guy paid like $50,000 or something to go kill this one. And there was like a 2013 analysis by the uh, economics at large that found that only 3% of hunting companies' revenues actually reach the communities. How much? 3% of their revenue actually reach the community of these hunting companies uh, in this uh, analysis by the economics at large, the 2013 Well, it's kind, of, it's kind of where it's like a system by the rich for the rich. 
But if you look at the statistics, it's actually increased animal populations. Right, because it said that in here, the same article, um, it said it actually expanded suitable lands for elephants and for other um, <clears throat> other herbivores uh, to, to graze and roam and do whatever they do. So here's where I found it, yeah. So he lied to federal agents about a bear hunt in 2006. Hmm. So I guess that the hunting of black bears, it's only allowed in a few different zones in Wisconsin. And he killed a bear outside that zone where it was allowed, and then lied about where he killed it. So he ended up pleading guilty and paying a fine. Hmm. You know, I guess this is apparently punishable by like up to five years in jail and 250 grand. Wow. So getting you know a fine of like three grand and probation seems, you know, I don't, you know, they kind of like lord that over you as this is like really serious, but it's not. I guess that serious. I don't know. How do you get off? How do you get off with? You know, something with like a, a fine, a couple grand when it's like, this is five years in jail. How much did he pay? Uh, 2000. The maximum fine is 250,000? 2,938. And then, yeah, a fine of up to 250,000. <laughs> so uh, this is another thing here. It's like, okay, well, you know, this guy's going to tell us his story. His character can definitely be uh, easily taken. If this guy's done some nefarious things before in this this line of business who say he wouldn't do it again mm -hmm. you know what did, did he know that it was you know from a national park and being lured off did he not that's the only thing that really matters in the story I just thought the really underlying aspect for me was whenever we have something thrown in our face that just seems so overtly offensive like uh, you know an entitled rich white person flying around the world to murder you know the most amazing creatures that might not be around for much longer, your initial reaction is just like disgust and backlash and you kind of don't really know what to do except aiming at that person. Mm -hmm. When it's kind of like the system at large and our mentality and culture at large that are to blame for this. Because what's everyone's reaction to this now? Everyone's going off on this guy. He closed his dental practice. Well, listen, man. Listen, well, yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. So what's the lesson? The lesson isn't don't trophy hunt. The lesson is don't put a picture on Facebook. <laughs> Am I wrong? I guess. You don't think this would have got out anyway? No, of course not. I mean, it, really? It, I mean, because he got he got arrested. I mean, arrested no, no. The, 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 this would have been a story for sure either way. Not uh, front page news though. Nah, it could have been. You, you know, so? because because you know, we, we, we would have escalated that level without a picture. Without, without social media perpetuating I think the all. picture plays a big deal. I think people need a visual. Uh -huh. You know what they do? Like if, you need something to point out and be like, that's the bad guy. In the Ricky Gervais story, if he didn't have uh, you know, the picture of Rebecca Francis with a, a giraffe smiling, you know, mm -hmm. how are you going to like go on a, a verbal rant to your followers and get them to direct their hatred? You know what I mean? Like right. That's kind of like what you're doing when you're... Uh, well, like the Twitter here's, celebrity here's, or an internet celebrity. You're this, kind of directing the social masses towards what you care about. Right. And, but this uh, this is something I wanted to add, though. You know, you were talking about, he, you know, Walter's angle is to tell people, hey, you know, the hunting company, uh, I was in their hands. Um, they were, uh, you know, I, 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 I chartered them to, to do this hunt and, and you know, Paid for the permits. Paid for the permits yeah. and, and handled the business, and they were the ones that planned it out and blah, blah. But in the article that I was reading, I think progress.org, 
Um, it said what Walter Palmer did wasn't hunting, uh, was the article name. And they actually said that they spotlighted him. Yeah, I, I read about that. And, and every every hunter knows that, like, you know, that's spotlight poaching. Is, I mean, that's, you know, ever since Crocodile Dundee. Come on, Walter. <laughs> that's not a knife. That's but, not a knife. But, yeah, you know, so... I don't know there. I mean, that's a, that's a hard one to say, hey, I'm going to wash my hands of this, but, you know, I know we had all the lights on in the Jeep. You can't trust this guy's character. You know, uh, I, it just, you can't. You, you just can't based on that bear story alone. Like, you know, if there's, like, court documents that show that you've been convicted of, you know, lying about something like this before. Yeah. So what is your ideas about actually about the licenses uh hunting paying people paying big money to hunt big game to support big game right now it's kind of a system in perpetuity that like i said it ultimately benefits the animals in the long run which is the most twisted part because here's what you got to think about a lot of populations have actually been growing because of this you know it's just it's true They've been increasing in parts of Africa because there's economic incentive for people to fly over there and pay big money to kill a lion, to kill a rhino. Right. You know, like that one rhino was like three hundred fifty thousand dollars. At one point, there was, and he was an aging rhino. At one point, there was only like a hundred white rhinos left in Africa. Now there's like eleven thousand. So the black rhino is the one that went extinct. Yeah, there's like eleven thousand now or something like that. And here's the thing: people like Walter. Palmer, these assholes who are going to fly around the world to get their jollies off on killing majestic creatures, they're going to kill some of these rhinos. They're not going to kill most of them. They're not even going to kill a majority. They're going to kill some, which is like sick and twisted. But ultimately, there's going to be a lot of these animals because these assholes are paying that money. So the question becomes, how do you get people who aren't these assholes to care about these animals. That would be the only thing that could change the system. You know, people will direct their hatred at one person, but they won't direct their hatred at the system of big game trophy hunting. And the only way to do that would be a mass donation of public goods and resources to cultivate their protection and growth if people really cared that much about them. But people really don't care that much about them, I think. They care about individual creatures in the moment. You know, in that picture, in that video for a moment they're able to you know paint a story it's tough to care about 11,000 rhinos but to say that to say that all the hunters don't care about conservation i think is kind of a, a, a blanket statement a statement that, that that's misleading it has a lot of you can punch a lot of holes in it. i mean these guys some of them might actually really really care about conservation i mean and and that's because without it they're not going to have anything else to do they're going to kill all you know, it, and they have to protect the, their their interests against poaching as well, because if the poachers are infringing upon their pastime, that is true as well. You know what I'm saying? So they have an interest; they have skin in the game to keep the poachers wet. It's a very twisted economic system of incentives, and like I said, it's going to come back to. And then you put like the bureaucracy and the state of the state involved as well, because like you know these these African countries are probably getting a little bit from it. Sure. You don't even want to know. Like I said, this is generating two hundred million dollars a year. Uh-huh. That's big money. But I'm just interested in what you think the people 
want to do about this? Do they care about trophy hunting or do they just care about Cecil the lion because Cecil was supposedly a celebrity lion according to what the news media told them? Yeah, it's a reality TV show. All they want to do is see this guy fry the steak. I went on his Facebook page of the of the uh, uh, dental uh, shop like the day after the story broke. Or oh, Yelp, you mean Yelp reviews? No, it was actually a Facebook page. It had people just commenting over and over and over and over again, like one star, one star, one star. That was Yelp. That was Yelp. No, it was Facebook. You, you can give stars on Facebook. Huh? You can give stars on Facebook. No, you can rate the businesses. Stars? Yeah. On Yelp. Whatever. It was on Twitter, <laughs> and there's a Twitter link. You want to Yelp? I don't even have Facebook, people, just so you know. I just want you to know I'm, I'm, I'm abstained. You're losing a Walter. It was Yelp. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Either way, I was on this thing, and I saw what the people said, and it went all the way back to like our first show about you know the Twitter and the mob, right? So each person was saying something, and you know how vile this person is, and that is true. You know, I mean, obviously, I think that there is well, in some this, it, it, questionable uh, judgment uh, that that went down on this hunt and maybe previous hunts as well. The fact of the matter is, is that he went over there, paid, thought things were legal, if they did or not, and then it ended up going south. Here's where I want to take. I don't it think max. people should like. I don't think he should be dead. I think he should. If it's if it's illegal and it's found illegal that he was, you know, he should turn himself in in Zimbabwe. I guess. Here's where I want to go with it, Matt. Sometimes Twitter mob's wrong, like in the Justine Sacco story. I think the Twitter mob is wrong. Sometimes the Twitter mob is right. It's true. And in this case, if this guy illegally poached a lion. And thought it was cool to post about it and show people this dead lion that he killed. And people are like, you're a disgusting big game hunting poaching asshole. That's the backlash. You know what you did was wrong. And guess what? These are the repercussions. This is going to slowly stop people from thinking that's popular and that's prevalent behavior. They're not going to want to brag about it online like they did before. Slowly that might change things. But But what are people willing to do outside of destroy this one guy? Nothing. What are they willing because to do? Because that's fun. What are they willing to do to protect big game? To protect big Nothing, throw they trophies? already would have been doing it. Look, we already talked about the fact that the population went from half a million mid twentieth century all the way down to twenty thousand now. They weren't doing anything before. Everybody knows what's going on. Everybody knows about the World Wildlife Fund. Everybody knows about uh, other charity organizations to help these animals. I mean, there's endangered species all around the world. Uh, you know, we also have uh, coral reefs dying at like rapid rates in the Caribbean and all these other things as well. And people don't have, they, yeah, it, it, right now it's about Cecil the lion, Cecil the lion, and about this story. And then they'll move, we'll move on to something else to be uh, ex- angry about. We have to have like this emotional response to like these the, these stories and, and get drawn in in order to like keep moving. Like people live like that, you know. And then drop it and they move on. I mean, I it would be nice that to say, yep, everybody's going to donate a dollar. Just think about all the people instead of going on there and saying something about Yelp and this, that, and the other and destroying this guy, which you say maybe warranted, whatever. But if they donate a dollar to do it. Maybe that would make a huge difference. Then we wouldn't have to go kill freaking animals to protect them. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? No, of course. Because like, if you want to rip into this motherfucker, you're going to have to pay a dollar to do it, God damn it. But we're going to make sure that your tweet is seen around the world. For t- Hashtag. Yeah, for a hundred dollars. Do for a dollar. For a hundred dollars, we'll put your tweet up on Times Square for ten right. seconds. On that fucking ticker right underneath that Minolta fucking sign. You'll get prime billing to take a shit on this dentist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I heard Times Square was better when the strip clubs were there. There aren't strip clubs in Times Square anymore? I don't know. I've never been. I've only been there a couple times. I ran through it in a suit once. I was late for a wedding. Well, time to go back. Hell yeah, New York's awesome. It's the only place where you can like walk out of the underground at like 3 a.m. and everything's still like a buzz. I think, uh, uh, yeah, probably like there in Chicago would be like the two cities that never sleep, but New York even more so because it's like Manhattan area, I guess. You'd oh, say. Yes, it's your size. Yeah. It's so yeah, back, back to wrap things up on this. It's ultimately coming down to that for me is can you get people to focus about the cause behind the cause? It's like obviously everybody cares about big game hunting. That's why they're upset that this lion got killed. But instead of doing something about big game hunting, doing something worthwhile, like something positive about big game hunting, hey, let's let's start a foundation, let's put money together, let's let's do something, a fundraiser, whatever you want to do, let's let's start posting about this, getting it in the news. What can we do to like cultivate reservations and get more money and more funding to protecting these creatures that apparently we love so much that when we see one of them get killed, we're all going to lose our minds about it and want to you know put somebody in a public square and tar and feather them. What can we do on that side Turn of things? Turn that energy into some positivity. Instead, good. Yeah, instead of taking this negative energy. You need to change. So, Matt, you're making me sound really, really patronizingly positive there. I don't like when you do that at all. <laughs> I really don't like your tone, Matt. Really. Yeah. I really don't like your tone you're one bit. You're here to uplift people. People. Yeah, I'm really not liking your tone at the end of this podcast today, Matt. You're <laughs> killing me. You're absolutely killing me. Dude, who says it's the end? I want to shift gears. I want to talk about that ghostwriting thing. What what ghostwriting thing? Let's talk about that ghostwriting article because what that uh, what was that dude's name? Drake. Oh, you're gonna flip the script here. You want? We'll wrap we'll wrap things up nicely and instead of tying it in a bow, we'll change directions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see what you did there. Uh, in a f- another story this week, completely unrelated. Right. And we don't have any details. We're freestyling right th- now. Th- there's hip hop beef between uh, rappers Meek Mill. Meek Mill, y'all. Uh, that's a. a I don't know where you get that rap name from. I gotta be honest. That that's that's something. And then uh, Drake, Drake, one of the greatest lyricists of the 21st century. So uh, they they got into some beef this week. Apparently, uh, you know, a little with some diss tracks and some barbs here and there. But the underlying backstory behind everything was that Drake had a ghostwriter yes. writes and bars for him. And you shared an article with me, Matt, that was pretty interesting, where it was like a secret interview with one of these high level hip hop. Ghostwriters, and he just did it for go- for hip hop, right? You know, there's ghostwriters for probably every genre, but I think hip hop is where it's probably more more prevalent. You'd say. I think it's more prevalent, or you, I, I don't know if it would be more prevalent, or if you know R and B and Michael Jackson and all these people had ghostwriters and they had people help. Them. They weren't really ghostwriters though; those were like songwriters. They wrote the track and then Michael would sing it, or they'd write it with Michael, and Michael would want a credit for being in the room with them while they wrote it. You know, oh, that's true. They, they, they weren't like go, ghost writers. Like yeah. he, like he said, when I read this article, he's like, I'm not going to be like the first name, the second, the third name. I'll be like the 10th name on the track. Right. If they get credit. At if all. you get credit at all, you might just get a cut. You might just get so some anyway, the, the purpose of uh, bringing it up is, is to ask the question if, you know, is hip hop, because of hip hop and the way that hip hop is delivered and what the focus is on the lyrics and the timing and the, and the rhymes and is it okay to have a ghostwriter in hip-hop hip-hop is dead hip-hop is dead hip-hop is dead who cares man yeah you don't care uh you know it's funny like every now and then i hear like some like really good hip-hop like some you know like street hip-hop like you ever see team backpack videos or stuff like that and i see somebody i see somebody like i haven't ever heard before 
and they're just like, you know, it's like, hey man, you're gonna you're gonna get two minutes to spit. And we're gonna shoot this video or something, and it's just somebody. Yeah, they, like they, Biggie back in the day. Like the Biggie back in the day, and they come with some heat and a good voice and some good stuff, and I like it. It's entertaining. But any like singular artist, they don't resonate with me. They're all fake. But oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like Tupac, Tupac, Nas, Biggie. People enjoyed it because they believed it. And, you know what? They lost the soul. Man. But but you know what? Soul. Were those guys using ghostwriters too? Well, I don't know. I mean, that's the that's the question, right? But people I mean, are like, I I I, I doubt it. There's people are like Tupac and Biggie. They get cred because they got shot and and died. Oh come on, man! You know what I mean? That, that, that's why people make that'll be full of cred. You know, but like Nas got destroyed by Jay Z. What in their little beef? Yeah, Ether. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I'm just saying, like, I. But what I was what is asking is, as a as a culture, are we okay with that? Is it just about the entertainment? Is it just about the end product? How many that, girls care about whether Drake wrote his rhymes or not? Well, I'm not talking about Drake, but I'm talking about in, in other facets of, of of life. You know, we know reality TV is not reality, right? I mean, and we're all okay with it. I mean, is it okay to is it okay to be? We voted against GMO labeling in this state, so that we don't know if our foods genetically modified or not. We voted against just knowing something, like like hey, do you want to know? We voted against meat packaging. We're like we wanted to know whether or not the meat came from America or Mexico or Canada. Like we're like we don't want to know. We will vote against knowing. That that's America, man. You know what I mean? We want to insulate ourselves from knowledge at times because, like, knowing this shit might be a little dangerous. Yeah, well, I want to know if my fucking rhyme makers are fucking the rappers themselves or not. Just letting them up. So which team are you on? Are you on Team Meek Mill or Team Drake, Matthew? Well, to be honest with you, I think Drake sucks. Yeah? But it is what it is. Knows how to sell. Knows how to sell records. Yeah. Well, I mean... I don't know, man. It just seems to me nowadays like there's just no substance to the to the music, to the hip hop music. I can't listen to it. It's you, you can't. Re- I mean, I thought you could relate to growing like a middle class in the suburbs. That's what Drake's all about. Right. Started from the bottom, <laughs> you know, started from the bottom. You know, in the suburbs. Better <laughs> watch myself singing that song. He's gonna want fucking royalties for that shit. It's interesting wondering, do people want authenticity? Because people will tell you they do. But then they vote against their own interests in that regards. You know, people listen to Drake. They ain't reading the liner notes of his albums and wondering who's the ninth producer listed on this. I'm going right. to go Google this guy and read about him. They just want to listen to the track. So, uh, Ghost Rider, I thought that was a movie. Ghost Ride the Whip. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, that's how I feel about it. I, I do feel hip-hop is unfortunately kind of like dying as a cultural movement it's been compromised you know like they'll always be rap it's compromised by the man there will always be rap until music's done there will always be rap uh-huh. let me tell oh, you yeah. that rap 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 will always rap be is around here to stay. rap is People. rap rap is like country music or rock and roll it is a genre that is never going to go away cultural in its existence it's a, it's a cultural aspect to it hip-hop is dead though believe that believe that, that i guess not got that shit right he did <laughs> Last true poet word. Truly. Well, we hit uh, touched on some crazy things. I mean, we were talking about this lion deal. I mean, obviously, uh, it sucks. Uh, I don't think that Walter is going to be able to practice law, um, his uh, dentistry anytime soon. Um, that that really that really sucks for him. But you know, you should have thought twice before you go out there and lure that lion by name. Was he calling him? Was he like Cecil? 
I don't, I don't think the lines will call, come to your name, except to, like, maul your face off. He had, like, a fucking bell. Is that what you do? Like, that's how I get my cat to come to me. I, like, grab those bells, you know, that go there in the balls. And it's, like, big plastic ball with a little fucking bell in it. And they fucking roll them out into the freaking safari and wait for that fucking lion to come and hit that ball. Is that, is that I have no it? idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, cat toys, dude. They don't use, like, giant cat toys for the fucking lion. Uh... No, it's probably like meat, right? You get, like, ask, ask you your, get like half an antelope. Why don't you ask your big game trophy hunting friends? They get some half an antelope and they just drag it around. Like this dude's paying like 55 gurs to fly out to Zimbabwe and kill a lion. I don't make 55 gurs in a year. <laughs> right? What kind of fucking dentist is that? Like who hangs out with these people? Is he a cosmic? He's like, he must be like cosmetic dentistry, right? He's doing like the laser fucking whiteness and shit. That's like regular dentistry now, man. What? 55 G's a year? He's, I mean, he's paying 55 grand to go kill a fucking lion? No, but I mean... he's a regular dentist? I've read stuff like, you, you, you're making big money if you're running a solid dental practice. No shit. Yeah, man. You can make a million plus, no problem. No shit. You know, that can be your yearly treat to yourself. Instead of buying that new car, you go kill some shit. Right? You're twisted. Fuck yeah. Dude, I want to go kill some shit. So yeah, my, my closing notes for this week, Matt, I'd say is that... Like a fucking whale. No, I don't want to kill whale people. I'm just kidding. Matt, you're, just, you're ruining my chance to be serious here. <laughs> like, I just want to like wrap things up with a serious moment, goddammit, and you're ruining it. Right? All right? I'm just trying to prolong this shit. No, I'm just kidding. We're having a good time. Yeah, no. I, sometimes the episode is just when you get there quicker, you get there quicker. And we kind of jumped through the meat and potatoes and got right to dessert today, it felt like. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, honestly, the fact of the matter is, is that you know, killing these animals is a uh, is is a travesty to me. I mean, I, I I don't know about you know going out and spending a lot of money to kill them, and but you know the facts are the facts, and if it is protecting, and there are you know the animal populations are growing because of this program, and the fact of the matter is is that it just needs to have really good oversight, and make sure that these things don't happen um, in the future, and uh, unfortunately. In order to do that, the only way to do that is not slap on the wrist with a $2,000 fine of a maximum of 250000 like that bear. It's to actually throw the book at somebody and be like, hey, look, we're not going to tolerate this stuff. We're going to make sure that these funds are getting down to the communities that they're supposed to help. And it's like anything else. If it works properly and there's proper controls placed on it, then it's a probably a good program. For the most part, usually there's people set out to do the right thing. You know, Matt, you wrap that up so eloquently. I'll just end my note with Drake is baby lotion soft. Baby lotion soft. Oh, stay at the bottom. Start at the bottom. Work your way to the top. Signing off. Material Devolution Podcast. Matt Walter, Devin Ebert. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. Peace.